Welcome to the IMO podcast. Honest and open conversations with care leavers. Hey, it's Chris with the IMO podcast and today we are in sunny, beautiful London and we have two visitors today in the studio. We have Max and Brandon. Now, Max and Brandon, we met through our website IMO and we came to do an animation with you. Is that right, Max? That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a bit more about the animation. What were we doing? So Chris came to our home to film a few short pieces for the animation special about what life in care was like. We spoke about like a variety of topics to do with, well, yeah, like our first nights in care and like just what people should know that maybe isn't out there on the mainstream about being in care and maybe things that people should know. Is there a big difference, do you think, between what people think they know about life in care and then what the actual reality is of life in care. Um, Absolutely. Like, if you look at things like, well, as far as I know, one of the only media representations there is of, like, life in care is Tracy Beaker. And, I mean, if you watch an episode of that, how far-fetched that is from what life in care is, like, like portray it as, like, they portray it as chaotic. But it's actually not like that. It, It feels, I mean, it's naturally more settled than I feel like it's fabricated to what it actually is when it is literally just a living space for people who don't live with their families. Mostly it's calm and collected. Yeah. Whereas you're going on about the Tracy Beaker thing, it's that's a house with like twenty like ten other kids in it. Yeah. Whereas most care homes are only like two or three now, so it kind of they kind of portray it they kind of portray it differently to how it is now than it was back then though, so And there's a sort of stereotype about like care kids like of chaotic or like into crime or like or it always means that they've had a crap childhood or something. But it, it's not about that. Like you could be in care for any reason and I feel like it just gets generalised to people put you in a box with everybody else when it's actually it's sort of your own personal story rather than you're in there because you've done something wrong or you've had a bad experience, but it's not always the case. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people being people could be in care for several different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, some people would talk about them to other, like, people, but some people may want to keep it to themselves. I don't know. But sometimes, like, people, when you meet, like, and you turn them on care, they sort of think it's their right to know all about your while yeah, you're in yeah. care when it's, again, it's literally just a living arrangement and I think not a... It's, it's people tried to sort of delve in... Because, yeah, they sort of think they know what it is or they try to guess and it can just feel a bit like, why are you doing that, really? What does that feel like, Max, when people are trying to kind of guess why you're in care? Like, it makes me upset and quite angry. Just, like, why do they want to know why I'm where I am? It's not their place to know. It's only my business. So they shouldn't delve into what, like, my personal issues. Do you tell people that you don't live with your family? Um, When I was in college, I did, yeah. Like, some people, like, said why, and I said it was just personal issues, so I didn't, like, I didn't tell him why I was, and I just, we just moved on from there, so. What about you, Brandon? Um, Well, so far, I haven't. I mean, usually I only tell people, like, if it's a need to know, like, for, like, medical appointments. I mean, like, I would never deny... That is where I am, but I also wouldn't tell you upon meeting you that my favourite colour is red. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's just sort of well, it is it's very personal. But I feel like I wouldn't refrain from telling people if they asked. I don't think it should feel like it's such a taboo subject that you shouldn't talk about it. I feel like it's open. I feel like you should just be sort of real with it because it's 
it's it is nothing to be ashamed of. Again, I keep saying it, I can't I can't be trust it enough. It's just another place that you live. And yeah, I guess if you open up about it, you're not bottling everything inside, so you're getting it out there. And if you bottle a lot of things up, it can cause like, a lot of issues later on down the line. I think there's a sense in the wider world, people that don't understand it, that it's a disaster. Uh, but but yeah. I've sat opposite you guys, you know, it doesn't feel like it's the biggest disaster in your life. No. It feels like, you know, you talk quite positively about mm-hmm. living living where you live and, and the people yeah. you have in your lives. And like, oh, Kez made me feel like a better person about myself. It's made me more, it's made me to like see, to open up more to people and not just bottle everything inside. Do you feel you've changed as a person? Yeah, I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel changed since I've started where I am, so... And is that a good change or a bad change or mixed? Uh, good change, definitely. Brandon, what about you? Do you notice a difference in yourself since perhaps when you first came into care and then and now? Um, I definitely. I think that the like when you've been through like the disruption of I don't I don't call it a disruption, but when you come into care and it's like everything's a bit sort of topsy turvy, and you just think, if I can deal with this, if I can deal with this massive change in my life, then. I can deal with anything, and that sort of helped me with, well, a lot, really. Like, I don't think I would have done half the things I've done in the past two years if I hadn't been where I was, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, I can agree with you on yeah. on that, actually, yeah. Because just what you were saying, like, about topsy-turvy and all that, yeah, it does change It does change your life dramatically, but it can sort of be for a good thing. Yeah, it's not always a negative change like people think it is. Because, like, for example... If you do move to a place where you know nobody, like I have, for example, then like, when I first started, I knew nobody, like, I didn't know where I was, didn't know my way around. But, like, once you get to, like, when you go out and, like, you can meet other people and stuff like that, like, with like when you go to a new school, you can meet new friends. Again, it's a lot of that sort of, wow, I can really do this now, like, and it's sometimes just that being in a new environment can kind of give you that sort of feeling. There will be people listening to this who might be moving into a care home for the first time. Talk to me, Brandon, about your first night when you arrived at your current place. So um, I got there and I think literally for the first three or four hours, I just sort of hid in my room. Not hid, but (laughs) it was in my room and just didn't come out. I didn't know anything. I was just sort of debating what is happening like is this a dream I mean in fact I even made like nicknames for everybody that I saw and like it was just sort of negotiating in my head what is happening like how am I going to deal with this and then after that we like got a takeaway and then um, that's where I met Mr Max over there <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it all started to slowly sort of come together really like we started to get on I mean we didn't get on straight away it took probably about it, a week, I'd it say. It took a while of awkward silence, and then we started to we started to get on pretty well. And um, it was just that sort of starting to fit in of how of what was what what was going to happen. Because I mean, I didn't know how long I was going to be there, but it was like it was like well, I know at least this is my life for a little bit of time now. So I've just sort of kind of thrown myself in. When you guys met, you said you didn't you didn't really get on very well. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, we didn't we didn't have beef or anything. Um, it was more like the fact that the home for me, the idea was that the home it could be anything. I don't know what I was getting myself into. And whereas Max, I'm guessing, if you don't mind me saying, it was more the house. It was more I could be anybody. I could be like 
you know what I mean, some next like serial killer murder. And I wasn't. <laughs> no, and like yeah. it was like the first few nights we'd um like I'd because we have two lounges in our house, I'd watch the one thing like on one and then he'd watch the same thing in the other and it was just like that for a few times and then we started to slowly bond and then and then realised like oh we've got a lot in common we've so. got a lot in common like what was it like I'm a Celebrity wasn't it, was it? I'm a celebrity. that we were watching Big Brother wasn't Big it Big Brother yeah. that, was, that, was the, that was kind of the big thing that kind of thought yeah so yeah but it was kind of a good thing that we met each other I guess and I felt like we started yeah we started to sort of not sort of trust but we, we used to start to ask each other things and like sort of I mean especially what I asked you quite a few questions about a bit about care and like what what to expect and especially like <laughs> what the staff were like and things like that and it was nice to sort of have that person to ask them questions to and the fact that you're going to be around a lot around the house and so am I so it's nice to yeah. to know that I have that person to talk to who's in the same boat as me. Max what's it been like for you having a mate in the house? Yeah, it's re- been really good actually, because it's, <laughs> it's someone just there to talk to, when, as as and when I like feel like I want to really. But every time we all pass each other, we just have a laugh and a joke with each other, and I think that's kind of Look, uh, it is our humour that's brought us together. Like we're yeah. very similar sense of humour, yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time, like even we do it when we're in public. Sometimes we don't even realise that like, we're doing our little jokes, and people are just staring at us because they don't know what's happening. But and there's some of, some of them are laughing as yeah. well, which is kind of like a good thing, I guess. <laughs> I can confirm that you are like a comedy double act. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there was someone from like obviously podcast awards coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. There was someone from like another residential care home that said that we're like Ant and Deck. I don't, I don't see that, but they oh, might do a terrible Geordie accent. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see what they're coming at, like two good mates that have a laugh together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Did you expect to make friends as part of your experience of coming into a children's home? I was well. I was. I like. I like making friends, making meeting new people and stuff like that. So I was hoping that I was going to make a friend. I've got Brandon, so. That's always a good thing. Um, I didn't expect. I didn't expect to make any friends. I thought I was. I mean, obviously, that first initial experience of coming into care, it was like it felt like I was sort of alone in it. And then seeing that somebody's in the same boat as me, I felt like as soon as I really started to speak to Max after the initial watching TV programs in two different rooms, it felt it felt like you know this is somebody that I can actually talk to. And it it felt like it's it is like a proper mate, and it's a mate that. You can really, you you can have them same sort of personal experiences because you've been through similar things and that. And you guys wouldn't have met if you hadn't have come into care and and, uh, and and you know moved into the same house randomly. Yeah, no, it would have been. It's it is sort of it's sort of like it is a bit of a blessing that I found such a good friend really. Ah, oh, that's not oh, <laughs> Got me going again. Um, so hopes for the hopes for the future, Max. What are you excited about in the future? Either tomorrow or down the line. Like what what's coming up for you that you're excited about? My birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris and Christmas, and Christmas, obviously. You've got a birthday and Christmas quite close together. Yeah, Christmas Eve, birthday, and then Christmas Day is Christmas Day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean you get like one big present or do you prefer to have like a separate birthday and Christmas present? Or a separate birthday and Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> Can everyone hear that, please? Everyone's listening. <laughs> he wants two separate presents, none of this joint present malarkey. Brandon, what about you? What's coming up that you're excited about? Christmas. 
Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> we're recording, for anyone listening, we're recording this, like, it's the 21st of December, so we're in full Christmas spirits here. So when is this going out? Is well, it... it won't be till, like, March or April. Oh, I'm looking forward to my birthday, August, if anybody, you know, wants to send me things. I don't have a PA, PO box, but I can get one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to publish, like, your Amazon wish list or something. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Plans for the future. Um, probably... Focusing on the education side, hopefully getting my qualifications for college, um, for health and social care, to hopefully go into some sort of social work job and spread my magic upon others. That sounded weird. Um, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Also, continuing progressing and trying new things, I suppose, and just making the most out of this situation, I think. Max? Yeah, well, I'm looking kind of... I'm looking forward to college and... Go, well, going back to college. I thought you were going to say your birthday again. <laughs> <laughs> He's still looking forward to his birthday. Oh, oh yeah, I was, yeah, the 2020 birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was tempted to say that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to going back. To, I'm kind of looking forward to like school and getting my like, redoing my maths, English, and science because I didn't pass them last year, and also doing and also looking forward to pass hopefully passing my A level, A level art. So. That's kind of a good thing because I thought I'd never thought I'd like be able to go back to school like, but I did. So I'm not nervous about the I'm not nervous about my exams, but like some people out there, just got just got to revise as much as you can, and the more you revise, the easier it will be when you get in the exam, and the less nervous you'll be. Good tip. Good tip. Well, Max and Brandon, it's been a real honour to talk to you both. Uh, you're fantastic guys. You're really inspiring. You're really bright and smart. You've got a lovely friendship, which has been a real privilege just to learn about. Uh, and I want to thank you very much for coming on to our podcast. And uh, we can't wait to see what you do next. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank Pleasure. You. Thanks Pleasure. for having us. I'm a celebrity 2021. Could yeah. be an off. Book us for camp, mate. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new, the new king of the jungle is, is sitting right, is like speaking into the mic. Yeah, thank you, Max. I haven't spoke yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. For more stories, experiences, and advice from others in care, visit imohub.org.uk. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at IMO underscore latest. <laughs>